Do you want to become a better songwriter? Well, we created a very simple 10-minute songwriter personality test, and it's going to help you better understand who you are as a writer, and it's going to help you in the writer's room when you're writing with other writers, because you're going to be able to identify what kind of writer they are, maybe even have them take the songwriter personality test. If you're curious and you want to take the songwriter personality test today, just visit songwriterpersonalitytest.com or go to the link on the writingworship.co website. Brave Worship episode 42. You're listening to the Brave Worship podcast with Chrissy Nordhoff and Mary Beth Dodd. Brave Worship is all about encouraging women to write, lead, and live worship. Hi. Be a good one, y'all. This is going to be a good one. I can feel it. We're already laughing. You guys laughing. are happy you're tuning in. We have one of our favorite friends here today. <laughs> you guys are happy <laughs> you're tuning in. <laughs> yes, you are. We're happy you're tuning in, too. Yeah. We're just laughing before we even turn this thing on today. Yes, so. we are laughing, and we're cheersing over here with sparkling water. Mm. Yeah, we have Waterloo, Mango, and what's yours again? Trader Joe's blood orange and orange juice. Yes. yes. So pretty good. I feel like food comes up almost every episode in I'm one sorry about that. way, every shape, time. or form. Well As we we are kind of foodies, I guess. Yeah. I mean we like to eat food. We should announce our friend. Let's tell everybody who we have here. <laughs> yes. The, in the radio studio. Hello. Hello. <laughs> this is our friend Rachel Thomas. Yes. Um Rachel just moved to Nashville. What, two months ago? About two and a half. Okay. Yeah. yeah. From Texas. From Texas. What specifically city? Is it Dallas area? It was, so, uh, North Dallas, Plano mm-hmm. area. I'm from San Antonio. Uh, I just like to say that as a disclaimer, because there is a difference between North and South Texas. But love Texas, period. So, yeah. but yeah, from, from the Dallas area, the North Dallas area. And so, she's a worship leader. Yes. Worship yes. pastor. Yes. Mama to three. That's right. That's right. The, the mom life, yo. Yes. And she gives <laughs> us tips on fashion. Oh, wait. So nice. On <laughs> fashion. Let's talk about it. Can we? Okay. What kind I guess. of tips have you had recently? Well, um, okay. So, tell all. This is the tell all episode. This is it. So. I've had these bumps on my forehead that are so annoying. We have also talked about skin in a lot of episodes. We have? Yes. It's an important topic for our family. Well, um, yeah, because let's just say we're just prone to some skin issues in our family. And especially me. So now I have these like non-cancerous tumors, little tumors popping up on my forehead. They're bumps, guys. Yeah, so it's just annoying because they never go away unless you do something drastic, and I finally did something drastic. (laughs) There, I said it. I got them buzzed with an electric thing. Did that hurt? Yeah, it hurt. It did hurt. But now I have all these scabs. It looks like I have chicken pox. (laughs) So I've been wearing... So for all my co-writes for the last, like, week and a half... Well, no, it's only been a week. I've been wearing hats, but yesterday we had our brave worship night and, um, I had to call Rachel to ask her about where she buys her hats. The hat life. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, it is. But let me tell you, you'll never go back now. At least I I hope you never do because it's the best secret. Like you don't, I mean, I'm not a dirty person, but I mean, 
I don't wash my hair every day. <laughs> Sorry, just to make that disclaimer. <laughs> yes. Clarify. It's like, clarify. It's the best secret, though. I mean, because if you have, have you ever had a bad hair day up top but not on bottom? Yeah. And you're like, what am I going to do? And if you wear a hat, it solves the problem because nobody knows what's, what's going, going on up there. Top, right. <laughs> but then it makes me think of, like, junior high when the boys would rip your hat off. Oh, that's true. And embarrass oh. you. Oh. What if that happened? But we're not in junior high anymore. I am. I don't think <laughs> I am. <laughs> Still feels like it's sometimes. It does. It, is. it does happen. I mean, I have had, like, I have this one hat. My husband calls it the, the kissing blocker because it's like a, it's a straight build hat. And so when he would come up to give me a kiss or a hug, especially like after church, it would just like, it would, he'd bounce right off of it. But my hat would come off too. And then everybody would see the well, glory that was hiding. Yeah. Oh, I do have to say, like, when I first wore it yesterday. So what kind of hat is it called? I don't Rachel. know if this is a technical name, technical, but it's just, it's like a, it's like a, it has a straighter. Like a felt bill. floppy hat a little you bit. like a floppy, um, like more of like a bohemian. Okay. There you go, guys. It's apparently it's a bohemian type. Yeah. yeah I don't know if this but is. But you call but it a fashion hat. I called the store. I was calling Marshall's asking if they had any fashion hats. And the lady was like, what are you talking about? And I'm like, you know, you wear them on your head. Fashion hats. She goes, oh, hat. Oh, a hat. She said we only have sporty ones. So thankfully, Rachel told me to go to Target. It's where all the things are. Okay. If Target burned down, I don't know what I would do with my life. Because so <laughs> there's only one. There's only one. There's only one. I will say that's a thing here. I yeah. texted several friends. I was like, where are all the super Targets here in Tennessee? Because in Texas, they're everywhere. It's like there's only super Target. Whoa. And here... That is not true. There's Walmarts. There's Walmarts. There are lots of Walmarts. But there's one, it's in Spring Hill, and then the other one in uh, Smyrna. But everything is a regular Target. Oh, there's one in Brentwood. That's not a super Target. It's not? That's the one by my house. Oh, oh. Yeah, and I went in there and I was like, where's the, I mean, I'm not a Target snob, but I kind of know about the Targets because I spend a lot of time (laughs) Jason, my husband's like, can you stop and get some milk? And I'm like, yeah, sure. And then if I'm gone for longer than like... 45 minutes. He's like, you got milk at Target, didn't you? <laughs> yes. I'm like, yes, I did. Oh. They have the best milk at Target. They do. <laughs> right next to the women's clothing line and also the bedding section. It's very cute. <laughs> yes. It works so great. It does. It's a dangerous store. Yeah, it's it is. It's a dangerous store. Well, um, we talked a little bit, and it's actually our theme for Brave Worship for the month of October, about um, comparison. And I think it's something that comes up a ton um, as it pertains to worship, mm-hmm. as it pertains to writing both. Um, but you had some really awesome points of view that we just wanted to make sure that everybody was aware of and could hear and and just be impacted by. So um, let's talk about that just a little bit. What are your thoughts on comparison? Do you like it or not? <laughs> A or B. Yes. <laughs> Only two choices. That's right. Oh my gosh. Um, it's such a, I mean, it's such a, I feel like it's such a hot topic right now, but it's really not a new topic, you know? Um, yeah. I think it's, it's like a human topic, mm. you know, like all of history and humanity is wrestled with it. I just think that now we're, maybe I don't know if it's quicker to point it out or recognize it, or maybe we're just so sick of carrying the weight. I I don't know. Mm -hmm. I just, I know for me in my story, that's for sure been the case. And, um, it had gotten to a point to where it was manifesting itself, um, physically like in, Mm. um, 
social anxiety and, um, and even, um, you know, just having these panic attacks and, uh, on stage, even just because I could not handle, um, not just what what people thought of me, but I, it was just this, I mean, yeah, maybe that was part of it, but it was, I had, I had worked it up so much in my mind that I, um, I couldn't think of anything else except it wasn't going to be as good as Susie Q's or everybody was going to be critiquing every single note. And, and so it really began to manifest itself even in my voice. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, I came to a place where I just was like, I could not live this way. And not to say I have it all figured out now. Cause I for sure don't, but I, I feel like I am quicker to recognize it now. Cause I didn't know that I, I didn't know that's what it was. I just thought it was, I don't know, just, I mean, it is fear, but I, I think I thought it was just, okay, like this season, this thing I'm going through, or, um, yeah, I just get a little anxious on stage or, um, okay, it's me just like really wanting to be good. Now I'm going to like hone down and like work on all my kinks mm. out. And it really hindered my growth mm. and creativity and freedom. And, um, and even this brave journey of finding you guys has been part of that story too, mm. I would say of, um, rediscovering what it means to create in community mm-hmm. and the safety in that. Mm-hmm. Um, cause I don't know that I would have always said that because I mean, I said this last night in, in the talking about the songwriting class, my idea of co-write for a long time was, okay, we're going to go in and I'm going to have to like prove that I can like contribute a good line. You know, mm-hmm. like I would listen to a song that I'd written with a crew and be like, okay, well, I, I contributed this little, you know, this line or this melody. So like, okay, I'm a, like, you know, I'm a songwriter. Like I impressed them, you know, mm-hmm. and it's just, it's, it's a really exhausting way to live. Mm-hmm. And I think more people, um, carry it than what they realize. Yeah. Well, and I think, you know, a lot of times, um, even just coming to the realization and literally pinpointing with a word, giving mm-hmm. a name mm-hmm. to what you've been struggling with really helps as far as overcoming it. So you, you yes. sort of gave it different names for a while and then like fear, mm-hmm. and then you were able to narrow down and pinpoint, nope, it's actually comparison. That's mm-hmm. what it actually is. Yeah. And I think once you're aware of that and you can name it, at least for me, it helps me so much more as far as being able to get rid of that. Yeah. You know? Yeah. 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 And I'd say even too, I never, I didn't know what to do with this feeling. And I don't, I'd be curious to hear what y'all think about this, but I didn't know what to do with the feeling of when I would have my friends who were incredibly talented and gifted and, you know, and these are people that are some of my nearest and dearest friends Mm -hmm. now. And, and you would see them soar and excel. And then that, uh, this is, I mean, I'm just going to say it, like that pit feeling in your stomach when you see them soar and you're like, well, so like, I, I want that. Or does that mean that I suck or, okay, I'm not like that. So does that mean that like, there's no place for me? And, and I hated it because they're my friends. I mean, it wasn't mm-hmm. like, I, I mean, yeah, of course I look at Adele and I'm like, oh my gosh, I love her voice. But it, it was like, it was, it was weeding its way into my everyday personal life. And mm-hmm. I didn't know how to, to do what to do with those things because I did not want to I wanted the best for my yeah. friends. You know, I wanted, mm-hmm. and I also didn't want to walk into a room either and see a girl. I don't know if guys, I'd be curious to hear if guys had the same struggle, but mm. it seemed to, you know, hit more home with, with girls. I don't know, but mm-hmm. I, I didn't want to, want to walk into a room with, and see a woman across the room and 
feel threatened or feel like I needed, I know that sounds stupid, but be like, Mm. oh my gosh, okay, I know she's like 10 times more this or that than I am. And so this whole time I'm just going to work to try to prove that like, you know, she can like me or I'm, there's a place for me or I'm musically inclined to this or, you know, that I'm worthy to like sing with her. You know, it's just, it's like so exhausting Mm -hmm. and never ending. And then it also was crippling my creativity because like I could not in my writing. I mean, the year I had my daughter was the year before it was right before we moved to Dallas. Um, it was right before I had gone on staff as the worship director and I, my writing had was so stifled. I couldn't finish a verse, a, a song. I mean, I would go into the writing room at my church and I would just stop. Like I couldn't mm. because I was so afraid of it not just not being good enough, but also people not liking it and comparing to what I had seen. Mm-hmm. And so, um, I think coming into this new place of, um, realizing that actually somebody who's better than you are is not a threat to who you are. Mm. And it doesn't mean that there's not a place for you either. Because I, I, I don't know, I'm not an expert in this. I've mm-hmm. just lived this. <laughs> and so I feel like I, I, I feel like it's a part of my story. You know, I feel like the moment that I realized um, there's a place for everyone Mm -hmm. and it may not be, I think you even said this, both of y'all, it may not be the same thing or the same role, but there's a place. Mm -hmm. It freed me up to not be afraid that um, there wasn't room, if that that makes Mm -hmm. sense. I don't know if I just said the same thing twice, but... um, you know, that it just because somebody excelled and could do all these runs and all these looks didn't make me less of a, of a worshiper. It just made me Rachel. It just mm-hmm. made me me. Um, and I cannot remember her last name, but she's one of the writers on Spirit Move. We sing last night. Callie Heichel. Mm. Yep. She's amazing. But I can't remember her last name. <laughs> and I listened to her do this exact same thing because she was talking about being on this collective. Mm. And you think about a place like Bethel and they have yeah. so many people and you wonder like, I wonder what would that would be like to be writing with, you know, the Johnsons and Amanda Cook and Stephanie Gretzinger. You know, mm-hmm. you think like those people probably like have it figured out cause they've made it like they're at Bethel, you know? And then to hear Callie talk about how, no, actually this is still a thing. And like, I have to be okay with watching people go up mm. and be better than me. But not feel threatened by that because I want them to excel. Like I want my floor to be their ceiling, mm-hmm. so to speak. And um, and that doesn't mean that there's not a place for me. It just means that they're them and I'm me and that I can run in the gift that God has given me. And so hearing her say that too is really, has mm-hmm. been a game changer even in the last couple of months too. I love it. That's awesome. um, one of the things, it just makes me think that I learned from a worship director that I used to work with. She called it stacking the deck. But mm-hmm. when you look at your team, you want to figure out what's each person's like best, really unique mm-hmm. thing that they can just kill, you know, yeah. that they're so awesome at. Yeah. And then when you get there for the weekend, you're stacking the deck for them. Mm-hmm. You know, like you're you're giving them all the tools and supporting them in all the ways so that that person can shine in yeah. that, yeah. you know, in their gifts. Yeah. And I think that that's once we can figure that out and grasp it, especially mm-hmm. if we have a team and set everybody up, all it does is help all of us to move mm-hmm. forward. You know, That's the whole good. team is better because of that. Yeah. Not just that one. And you see it, you see both ways. If you're looking at like worship leaders, you see worship leaders that hang on to all that leadership yeah. and that only mostly utilize themselves. Yes. And then you see other teams where 
they're like, hey, this girl actually sings this but this song yes. better than me. I'm going to use her for this. Yes. This guy, you know, can really handle the fast stuff better, you yes. know? And so the art becomes figuring out with your team, how do you plug people in best with what it's really good. they're mm-hmm. gifted at, mm-hmm. you know? Right. And it, that also makes people mm-hmm. feel needed, mm-hmm. wanted, um, and it makes them stick around. Well, and as far as co-writing is concerned, like in the writing room, it's the same sort of deal. Like, Mm -hmm. what is your strength? And you can't be good at everything. I mean, nobody really is. We might think people are, but everybody has like their special spot. Mm -hmm. And if you can figure out how to, um, you know, do groupings according to everybody's highest gift, that's when you get the best results, really. Mm -hmm. It's the same thing. So true. So true. And like you said, a place for everybody. I I think... I think one of the saddest things is when you see, and I'm saying this from my own experience of having done it, is when you see somebody trying to hold on to everything and and not allowing, I don't know, not creating room, I guess, for those around them. Because um, your team, whether it's songwriting or worship leading, will they will follow you to the ends of the earth if they know that you... not only believe in them, but want to see them excel. Even if that means that like, you're not really on mic that much. I mean, and you're the worship leader. Mm -hmm. I mean, I just think there's something to be said for that. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think there's something to be said when you're at a church and there's multiple people leading even. That's a whole other rabbit trail. But I'm a big fan of that. I just, it's too easy to slip into the one star, you know, mantra and when you've got a crew that you can you're all coming together as a team there's just something really beautiful about that because it's the body of christ so Mm -hmm. well and i think leaders are in a unique position to be able to cut off that comparison Mm, yeah like they set the tone oh that's good you know i mean honestly like they carry some sort of responsibility for that and if if it is I don't know. And that would be a whole nother, we could talk about that for a while mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because I know that's part of your heart too, Mary Beth. Um, just diversity, you know, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. but, um, but I think, you know, if they come in and they, they are the only ones and they, you know, it's very clear that it's their platform kind of a thing. Right. Then there is, it's ushering in that spirit of comparison mm-hmm. in some ways, you yeah. know? Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. For it's, sure. It's hard. No, I agree. It's a tough yeah, I think balance. as a leader, part of what you are is a talent scout, you know, mm-hmm. and it's it is a tough balance trying to figure out how to get your arms around, say, like a rehearsal or a sure. meeting and how to be the clear leader of that and keep it moving forward. Because being the clear when there's a clear leader and clear boundaries, that gives people security. Yeah. They yeah. want that. They yeah. want to know that someone's kind of steering the mm-hmm. ship. Right. Yeah. But at the same time, not being so overbearing that you're not raising up leaders within. Yeah you know, what you're doing and, yeah. and empowering them to take pieces yeah. of that leadership when they're ready, right? you know, yeah. or like using their gifts. Yeah, that's so good. Yeah. And I think too, you know, we live in a society that's, I mean, it's comparison driven. I mean, you look at, and I'm not against any of these, but American Idol, The Voice, right. you know, America's Got Talent. And this is going to sound so like grandma-like and legalistic, but I, I literally can't watch them. Not because I don't like them. I actually love them. Um, but for me, I would spend hours in my mind um, wondering, like, how I measured up. Oh, if I was really there, like, oh, my gosh, would I have made it past this round? And and what's silly is what 
should be like a real just fun experience and just um, a cool, unique opportunity. Because um, I know it has been, and I've had several friends that have gone and have loved it. Um, but it was just becoming this almost like OCD thing in my mind. It was just feeding into the game I was right. playing in my mind. Mm-hmm. And what I, I will say about those is that it, for being reality television, it's it's not reality. It's mm. cool, cool, fun opportunity. But at the end of the day, everybody is so different. And I've seen incredible um, singers that I've even known that have auditioned that have not, quote unquote, made it or whatever, mm. gone on to have incredibly amazing ministries. But I've also known others who have done the same thing and have wondered, you know, haven't made it or whatnot and wondered, well, was I good enough? Was I this or that? And at the end of the day, I just, um, again, this is just a me decision. Like, it's, I'm not saying that I think these things are evil because they're not. But um, just for me, it bred into more of the thought process of comparison. And I'm like, you know what? If Bobby Joe sings like this and Sarah sings like this and I sing like this, like, that's what God gave me, and I want to run with that. I don't want anything to hold me back because I'm thinking, like, well, maybe I'm not as good as they are. I just want to run with whatever I have and not be hindered by those thoughts. Uh-huh. Um, so for me, I know that sounds drastic, but for me, I just I I kind of had to like pull back a mm. little bit. That yeah, makes sense. I, makes sense. I think everything is so amplified because we see so much more of the world in our oh, day yeah. and age. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know, I mean, imagine yeah. comparing yourself with like eight women in a tent community <laughs> versus right. everyone that yes. you see in your circle on all the yes. different social media, you know, outlets and just, mm. there's just a lot. That's so true. And it's always been, a, it's always been a deal, but I feel like the reason why it's talked about so much now is because there's stats out there for people yes. being more depressed because of yeah. the comparison, yeah. because of, it's in our faces, because yes. it's social and it's everywhere else. So I think it's just something we've got to be so careful of. Yeah. You know, and really limiting. I mean, I talk to a lot of people that really need to limit the amount of time they spend scrolling and looking at yeah. other people's stuff yeah. and just making sure they're present in their own lives. That's so good. That's so good. That's so true, too. I mean, I've found, too, even on Instagram. I mean, and I love, like, I'm an Instagram person. I prefer it over Facebook. It's just pictures. It's easy to, like, swipe mm-hmm. through and read. But I can always tell when it's been too long because then I start feeling depressed about my own life. Mm. And the sad thing is, like, I have a great life. Like I have, you know, a great husband, three gorgeous kids, like I, you know, incredible opportunities. But the funny thing is I can't enjoy my opportunities because I'm too busy looking at everybody else's opportunities Mm. instead of saying like, God, I want to delight in what you've given me and like Mm -hmm. really savor this. I'm too busy. Like wondering, Oh, well they're doing this or they're further than I am. Or man, she has a project out and I don't, I only have this or I don't have this. And I agree. We live in a day and age where, I mean, gosh, but even like 12 years ago, that was not a normal thing, right? I mean, like, you know, just getting on and like mindlessly going through and being able to be like, oh man, she got a new whatever or this, or, oh man, she's going to be touring or just, it, it breeds discontentment. It's, it, it lends itself to that easily. It's a great tool. I'm not dissing Instagram. I love Instagram, but you just, like you said, you just have to watch it because it's really, it can feed into that too, Mm -hmm. for sure. Mm Mm-hmm. For sure. So one of the things that you shared about, I know, was how community can help with that, yeah. you know? So let's just give everybody like something to think about as far as if you feel like you're stuck in that yeah. trap, what are some ways that you can come out of it? Yeah, that's good. Um, I mean, y'all both said this and Chrissy, you have with the, you know, um, 
was a compliment. Oh. Um, yeah, kills crush a competitive spirit with, with a compliment. compliment. Mm-hmm. And I know that some people may think, well, that is not false, like, praise or mm-hmm. whatnot. Um, and I don't, do y'all do the Enneagram? Mm-hmm. Do okay. So I don't know. What's your number? Well, I don't know what it means, but I got four. <gasps> you did? Mm-hmm. Oh, I like that. That's good. That's the creative. That's like the... It sounded like really bad when I started reading it. <laughs> and I was like, I'm going to take this it's again. Not, no, it's not bad. It's seriously okay. not. Like, read more on about it. It's it's actually, it's really good. Four is, four is good. What are you? I'm three and seven. I guess same you time. are three in my mind. Did you? I did, yeah. Is that Achiever or something? Uh, it's the, yes, that's my wing. Okay. Uh, but that's, I guess, so you're a three? I'm a seven and a three, exactly the same number. Oh, exactly the same. Okay. So I don't know if... I need to retake it okay. too. <laughs> okay. Anyways, Anyways, who I, knows? I, I could grab a trail on the Enneagram because it's a great resource. And I love it. But um, I'm a two. And so that's the the helper. And like mm. a lot of the dark side of the two is, um, which I never recognized this until I start, dove into it more, is, um, is giving things to others so you can get something in return. Hmm. And I, but I never, I never saw it that way. I mean, I, it sounds so bad. I mean, it was just as bad, even if I didn't know I was, wasn't doing it, but you know, wanting people to like me. So hmm. I'll give them, tell them what they want to hear, give them a compliment so that maybe they'll like me more. Hmm. Um, and so having to watch that, you know, making sure that it's from a genuine place. Right. But I also think that there's, there's that balance of, I may not feel it yet, but this is, I want to be genuine. Like I want, I don't want to compare. I don't Mm -hmm. want to, um, be in opposition against my sister. And so I'm going to just, I'm going to call it, I'm going to speak even what I may not feel right now and Mm -hmm. say, Hey, you're, you're this, you're that. And, and it is almost, at least for me, an instantaneous thing of Mm -hmm. feeling that thing like melt and, Maybe she was feeling that too, and and what, once that is said, saying, "Oh well, you know, thank you so much," you know, "Hey, where are you from?" It, it just breaks down. So it just breaks down so many walls. Mm-hmm. In that simple little like, "Hey, I just want to tell you that like, you sang that song so powerfully, like that mm-hmm. really ministered to me." And um, and so for sure, crush a competitive spirit with a compliment. Mm-hmm. And then the other thing I would say is, um, be intentional about. Um, collaboration Hmm. you know whether it is songwriting or whether it is inviting other people to the table to sing with you Mm -hmm. and to share that moment with um that kills so much of that life because the thing i found about a comparative or the comparison spirit is that it's very orphan like like Mm -hmm. i feel like i need to hold on to everything because if i don't there won't be enough left over for me isolating Mm -hmm. isolating and the funny thing is is like what God has given somebody else doesn't take away what he's given me. Mm-hmm. But for some reason in my mind, I I feel like maybe that discounts my calling. Like if mm. somebody is really anointed, maybe that means, you know, I mean, have you ever been in a room where they're like, oh man, so-and-so like, you know, say, led this song and like, oh, they are so anointed. Like, and I've been in the room where it feels, everybody, I can tell like everybody's like, oh, and we suck, you know, it's like all at the same time. And it's like, actually, I mean, that is not true. I mean, yes, they are like, absolutely. But that Mm -hmm. doesn't mean that God has a less calling for you. Like that doesn't mean that your ministry is any less blessed or, you know, anointed or or gifted. Like I just, that, that was another thing I really had to give over to the Lord. Like that, the praise and the, um, 
the the win of somebody else. And I say even the praise. I mean, because really at the end of the day, it's all for him. We're all on the same team. Um, and so a win for, if somebody is running and it's growing and their eyes are fixed on Jesus, that's a win for the kingdom. Um, so anyways, I'd say collaboration is huge in community. I mean, that's, because if you're somebody's, again, it can happen in friendship. I've experienced it for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but that friendship it just it's it's hard to stay there. I guess it's hard to stay in the comparative spirit if you really are wanting to foster and growth grow and, and be in genuine community and be friends because you want like I want I wanna see you soar and write that song and record that whatever and you know, I want that and I want you to want good things for me and mm-hmm. doesn't mean I won't still struggle but at the end of the day like I want I want my community to fly, you know? So I'd say mm-hmm. for sure, yeah, community is is key, that collaboration. Yeah, and I think making your feelings, like, follow your your um, decisions, Oh, you that's know? good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Even if you don't feel it. Yeah. Without a doubt. Because most of the time, other people are probably, this is what's been kind of surprising, too, is, like, every time I've gone into a room and I've felt like, oh, she doesn't like me. Like, she thinks, like, I'm... Like, I can't do this or can't do that or whatever. Like, later I found out, like, oh, I actually thought that you thought that about me, you know? And it was like, you know, and it was, mm. once we got over that and started, hey, I, I like your hat. Or, hey, you know, the your way fashion, your yeah. fashion hat. <laughs> <laughs> so yes. So, so yeah, it, I, I think everybody struggles with it, without mm-hmm. a doubt. It's just, like you said, making, taking that first step and being the one that's saying, like, no, it will not, and my sphere of influence. I don't want this to rain. I'm going to speak up. Can I read this verse real quick? Yes. Okay. This one's been really speaking to me and I've been trying to get this to soak into my kids, but it's Galatians 5, 25 through 26. And here's what it says. Since this is the kind of life we've chosen, the life of the spirit, let us make sure that we do not just hold it as an idea in our heads or as a sentiment in our hearts, but work out its implications in every detail of our lives. That means we will not compare ourselves with each other as if one of us were better and worse. We have far more interesting things to do with our lives. Each of us is an original. Oh, that's good. Yeah. And that's Galatians 5, Uh 25 through 26. Yeah. That's, so That's awesome. Is that the message? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's so good. So, so, Beautiful. so good. Yeah. I love it. Well, so. thanks for joining us, Rachel. Oh, thanks for having yeah, me. Yeah, thank yes. you. This was the funnest. It was so That's good. Word, but it was the funnest. That it is was. totally a word. Yes, it is now. <laughs> 100%. We're adding it to Webster's. Yay. Yes, we are. It might already be there. <laughs> it probably is. We'll check. At least Urban Dictionary. <laughs> oh, yeah. For somewhere. Sure. Yes. It's it somewhere. Is. Yes. Well, thank you guys so much for joining us today. Connect with us on braveworship.com and on socials at Brave Worship. Have a great day. You've been listening to the Brave Worship Podcast with Dove Award-winning songwriter Chrissy Nordhoff and worship leader and music pastor Mary Beth Dodd. Visit braveworship.com forward slash free song and sign up for the email list to get updates on all the latest Brave Worship events, conferences, and retreats. Plus, get free songs to use in your next worship service, complete with chord chart and track. Also, find out how you can join Chrissy and Mary Beth in person at the next Brave Worship Conference. Simply visit braveworship.com forward slash conference to learn more.
The times I've grown most as a songwriter are the times I've had mentors showing me the way. If you're looking to grow as a songwriter, we're now accepting applications for our Worship Songwriter Mentorship. Now, it's available only a few times each year. The Worship Songwriter Mentorship is a songwriting intensive that will help you craft impactful worship songs. It's a course created by Dove Award-winning and Grammy-nominated, uh, drumroll here please, <laughs> our founder, pro songwriter Chrissy Nordoff. It's a small group community, and it's led by other songwriters over the course of nine weeks. It's an intensive course and a small group co-writing environment, and that means you'll be added to a special group of about 12 writers, give or take. Each group is led by experienced songwriters, some of them my dear, dear friends, and I've even gotten to lead a group or two. Rachel here, by the way. We love the church, and we love to champion fellow worship songwriters just like yourself. In this mentorship, you'll learn how to write songs for you and your congregation. You'll go deeper in your intimacy with Jesus. You'll get the tools needed to help craft songs more easily and never run out of creative ideas. Okay, I know it sounds too good to be true, but trust me, this course is a game changer. You'll learn how to leverage your unique songwriting personality and connect with other like-minded writers in a meaningful way. Truly, I can't think of another course, group of people, community that has impacted my songwriting the way that this mentorship has. If you're wanting to take the next steps in your songwriting journey, then apply now at the link in our show notes. We hope to see you there.